0: Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy and I'm Eric Olson. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. What's up, everybody? We are live with another live recording of the Journey to $100 million podcast. So every once in a while, we'll do these uh, interview style to mix it up and bring you some some good value. So uh, I'm joined today with a special guest, Jordan Ross, who's all the way over in California. So uh, Jordan, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me, man. I'm enjoying the the pre the pre show conversation we've been having.
0: Yes, sir. Well, just for everyone tuning in, everyone listening, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, or if you don't know about the podcast, uh, really, what this podcast is about, not just getting to 100 million, but it's really our way of of creating opportunity for our employees, our team, our family, our clients, and so it's not just a, a monetary number, but it's it's really you know allowing and creating opportunities for everyone here. And so whether it's an intern today or a COO, you know, in 10 years from now, but that's really what it's all about. And, and really what we do is we, we share helpful tips, the do's and don'ts, the good and the bad, the ugly of entrepreneurship. And we're hoping that will help others um, on their journey, whether you're just starting a business today or if you're already doing $100 million. So um, with, and what we'd like to do is bring on guests like Jordan to share what they know. And if we can get some little nuggets out of that, we're going to throw that up on the podcast for everyone to enjoy. So uh, so we'll get started here. So Jordan, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your story, and then I'll get into some more questions, more about yeah, how you can help entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, man. So first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on the show. Obviously, from our first two conversations, I've really enjoyed just what you're all about. So I'm excited to kind of dive deep in here, whichever direction that goes. Uh, for everyone that's watching live or hearing this in a future recording who doesn't know me, uh, obviously, my name is Jordan Ross. I'm the founder and CEO of the Founders Factory. We're currently rebranding to 8F, which is short for Eight Figure Agency Systems, Today, we help agencies scale by focusing on the back end. So, systems and processes for fulfillment, for operations, for management, and culture. So, a lot of agency founders who are really good at marketing and sales spend years perfecting these systems, their funnel, their closing rates. And what oftentimes happens is they don't have a great understanding of how to scale the back end. How do I hire effectively? How do I scale my team by 10 employees at a time? How do I ensure my employees are executing? How do I ensure my managers are running my, my team well? How do we ensure our account managers are communicating well? How are we onboard effectively? How do we increase lifetime value? All these things, we have all the systems for it. That's what we do. We partner with nearly 30 agencies today. Um, I think we're at the 29 as of this morning. And we're hoping to get to 100 by the end of the year. My quick background, how I got here in college, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I grew up in the shark tank era. So I'm a millennial entrepreneur. And when I went to college, I had no clue what that meant. And I remember hearing Lewis Howes one of his podcasts from the school of greatness back in 2015. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you don't know what to do, build skills. And he said, you could go for marketing and sales management and operations, finance and accounting. And I was like, finance and accounting sucks. Not for me. Um, mm-hmm. Marketing sales isn't my thing yet. I know I'll eventually have to learn it, but I would rather learn the operations and leadership first. So I went to Amazon to be an area manager, a manager with the intention, like I'm going to learn how to do this. I was there for a number of years during my time there. <laughs> oh, I would have paid to have that job. It was amazing. During my time in the company, I managed over 2,500 employees. And in my last role, I was uh, I was leading a site where I had a $50 million top line revenue. We grew it from 50 to 60 million in 10 months. I had 800 employees underneath me in my org chart, and we reduced costs by 2 million. So we increased our revenue by 10 million in 10 months and we reduced costs by two. So our profit went up a lot in that time period and at that point I got my stock I said peace out Amazon I'm going to go help help (laughs) leaders and entrepreneurs do this and that's how serendipitously I ended up just working with agencies today just through that that journey Rocco thank you for that appreciate that comment
0: yeah Rocco thanks for tuning in any questions (laughs) let us know so that's so very interesting. So obviously, uh, I'm an agency owner, um, totally. entrepreneur. I'm also a millennial, barely. But um, <laughs> it's, you know, I have a lot of friends, a lot of people I know that are agency owners or, or other entrepreneurs. But you're talking about language, right? You're talking about growing and scaling an agency, which I know 100% is somewhat a nightmare sometimes. And there's a lot of yeah. learn. So, yeah so. totally definitely <laughs> so uh anyone uh, tuning tune in ask any questions anything you have for jordan i'm sure you can help answer it if not i'll try i don't know though we'll see So, uh, ask some questions and, and we'll get to those as they come in so rocco says you're welcome thanks brother so jordan so you're uh, a little bit of shift so uh you work with agencies you help scale those you're new uh you're kind of rebrand which is always fun to go through by the way um, yeah. it, it's always like you come up with it. Oh, we're going to rebrand. And then you're like, oh, this is a nightmare, but it's always for good reason. It has to be right. So totally. tell me a little bit about the shift from, you know, the new brand. And, and you said, uh, was it was eight figure. Totally. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good jump right there. So <laughs> yeah. your focus in message right now that I, I know about is, is, is seven figures. So basically getting to a million dollars, which is a huge undertaking. My business partner wrote a book on how we got to a hundred uh, to 1 million and it can take people forever or never. They'll never get there. It's, you know, they just, they just can't get past that hump. Yeah. So that's a, a huge critical part of running a business and especially an agency.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And when it comes to the rebrand, it's two reasons, right? When you hear, when you just hear the word found, the founder's factory, you don't know what that means. That can mean anything. In my head, when I first came out with this, I'm like, this is brilliant. And then you're like six months later, I'm like, this is not that good, right? It's, it sounds cool. <laughs> but when you hear eight figure agency systems, one, if you're an agency owner and you an agency, you know, it's. For you, two. That's if you true. hear systems, like that's clearly we are the systems guys. And then three, when we look at our typical like client persona, our client avatar, our ideal like prospect, they are a hungry, bullish entrepreneur. They want an eight-figure agency, or they want an eight-figure net worth. So that's where the eight-figure comes in. Four percent of like agencies it. and businesses are go- are going to hit a million. That means ninety-six percent aren't. So we're fo- we're really focused on those four percent of entrepreneurs that are capable of getting to a million and getting them, if they're below a million, to a million, if they're in the million range, to eight. So that's why we kind of rebrand in that direction.
0: No, I like it. I think it's, well, I preach this all the time, but niching and getting very specific with your messaging and focusing on an ideal customer because you're never going to win if you're just like, hey, we help everybody. Oh. It doesn't, you're going to get clients, but you'll never, you know, when that right... Client is there, and you speak to them so specifically, they know that you're the right fit for them.
1: Oh my goodness. It is. You know? <laughs> I get on calls all the time. Hey, man, I got to let you know, I don't, I've received a hundred, a 1, thousand, ten thousand LinkedIn DMs. You're the only one I've ever responded to. I get that all the time because my targeting is so specific. I might get, I have a thousand messages. I might get ten calls. I might get five, but those five or ten people that get on the call, I, Kevin, I did the I did the math recently. I, my closing rate, I closed a deal this morning is at 90%. That's wow. how targeted we are. And it's not because I'm the best salesman in the world. I'd like to become a Jordan Belfort, but because we're so focused on the niche and okay. we pre-qualify our leads and we're explaining who we are before when they check out our landing page or check out my LinkedIn copy. When they're getting on the call, the likelihood nine out of 10 times in the last 90 days, they're closing a deal. That's just targeting.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, 100%. And um, obviously we we niche, which is a newer thing for us. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of thinking and, and and searching and to figure out where we wanted to go. We're niching with, you know, our marketing, our sales, our efforts. You have to focus on one area. You, you just can't have multiple even. Like it's just, no you're T- not. I think not that's, going to be, and maybe someday when you get so successful that you can say, okay, now let's go add this other direction. But you have to have a lot of manpower and focus to, to be yeah. able to do that.
1: Yeah, I saw a post recently from an agency owner who said, we niched down, that got us to 50K monthly recurring revenue. We had lateral extensions and other brand offerings, right? So that's like what we're actually in the midst of. We're creating some just horizontal offerings that stand alongside our offerings to our niche Mm -hmm. market. That gets people to seven. And then like, once you get to seven, the most common thing is you start seeing agencies go full service, right? So a lot of my, every time I get an eight-figure agency that comes and we have a conversation, they're all first service. Multi seven figure, most of them are full service and multiple offerings, six figure agencies and multi six figure. They're usually doing one or two things. There's a, that's the common commonality.
0: Well, yeah. Once you get that ideal customer niche and you can sell them more things to help them, it's a lot easier to do totally <laughs> yeah but you just can't be everything to everybody so um no so i love it i think the new brand and the, the messaging makes a lot of sense i know that's what we've been doing and uh it's just night and day and yeah, i think for any agencies out there listening specifically is um i know so many i know so many owners i should probably connect you with all of them uh, that i can think of but uh, there's there's tons of the localized work with any one local agencies and i used yeah. to be one i used to be one and i love my local clients i love all the, the people we got to work with and, and help but you're not really good at any of those industries or businesses you're no. just able to fulfill and check a box but it just it's so difficult you, to grow is very difficult and you pretty much just go like this and you're struggling yeah. you're not profitable you're and you're just riding the wave of not so fun agency life at that point
1: yeah and those and to go back to branding those aren't the clients we work with right i have my business partner so my business partner is lucas capistani he's the founder of twiz their multi seven figure agency so when you're servicing agencies and your business partner and equi- like co-equity owner is also a seven figure agency that also that always helps but he, when i get those guys in my pipeline i'm like hey i'm not actually going to be the the service provider that's going to help you figure out your, your pipeline, figure out your funnel. I'm going to get you to Lucas. Like we work with the guys that just dominate marketing and sales. And how do we increase lifetime value? How do we hire? I had a call with an eight figure agency today that says, how do we create an entrepreneurial culture? That's a more complex question that has a lot of intricacies with it. Right?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Have you checked out the book, hundred million dollar offers?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Check that book out. I think that's the name of it. I'll have to get the link and shop it in, But um, I'm I'm still in the middle of it. I'm just getting into it. An agency owner that I know actually recommended the book, but it's um, there's some good some good nuggets in there, but very similar to what you're saying, kind of what I'm saying. It's you know crafting that message that offer that's so specific to that ideal customer that it's like I, I think the thing he says in there is they sound they almost sound stupid to themselves if they don't say yes to it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's so good. It makes so much sense. It's so crafted for them yeah. that they're just, they're in, exactly. they're on board. They're sold. They drink the Kool-Aid. Actually, I was, uh, so real quick, I was meeting with a um, a past prospect of mine, the law firm that I, I know him personally, and he is local, but I I, I reached out to him because he had no clue that we had had this like new focus uh, on on law firms. So I reached out to him and not to get his business, but Hey, can we sit down Let's grab some lunch? I just want to, let you know what we're up to, and and if you're open, just ask you some questions. And so I knew he was working with another company, and I was again wasn't trying to pry him away from them.
1: Yeah, just find sure. out he's
0: very happy with them, and they are a, a law firm, digital agency. And I asked him, I said, hey, uh, you know, when you were talking to agencies about changing, did you talk to local agencies? He's like, absolutely. He's like, that's very important to us if they're local. I said, all right, and did you talk to, what was your next step? He said, well, the next thing was we searched for law firm marketing agencies. And I said, well, who'd you go with? Well, we went with a non-local law firm agency. He said, local's important, but the ones that are experienced and know our business was more important. Yeah. He said, the only thing better is that they were local and-
1: (laughs) And law firm.
0: Yeah. And so-
1: it's I yeah. think we're like you know it's like we're, we're beating this over the head but it is that important yeah. right I have I have a web dev client who at the end of the day like he'll work with anyone and truthfully if someone who comes into my door because they've seen my content or they've seen my stuff and they like what I'm talking about I got a referral yesterday it's an e-commerce business who's doing like close to two million a year and, I'm, and he's like can you help me I'm like yeah my brand is this but I I know exactly what I could do for you but the cool thing with this e- with my web dev client, he has multiple niches, right? He has a landing page for SEO for real estate agents. He has a landing page for SEO for something else. Right. So it's in disguise that they just have this one niche and their closing rates have gone up just because they're they're spinning off, they're really good in their funnels and they're really good on the marketing side and their their Google ads and their PPC side, where it's just driving people to unique landing pages. So that's also a, a different angle I've seen work pretty well.
0: Yes, yes. So that's something that um, I have seen work very well and and something that we've discussed as well. But right now we're trying to nail nail one. And then that's kind of that's our growth plan, really, is that we nail one and we have in-house experts in each of those, not just a landing page. Like there's, there's gotta be people behind it. Um, I think not the whole team maybe, but there needs to be someone at the front of that that says, Hey, I understand your business. You know, I'm gonna handle your account and we're gonna make sure we're taking care of you. So yep. yeah, I, I love that model. I think that's definitely going to be a big part of our growth plans going forward. So beautiful. So, um, yeah, we're beating itch and over the head, I guess, but I, you know, I still see so many people that aren't and still, haven't really even had the, the thought sometimes that's the thing. And it took us a while to come around to that. It's, it's It feels like unsafe to commit because then you're like, well, what about if this other client comes? And then I can't say yes to them. And, and I say no all the time from people that I used to want as clients. And I say, hey, thanks for reaching out to us finally, but I can't work with you. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, we only work with you. Well, that's great. I really, you know, it's great that you've done that and that you can tell me that. And they like always appreciate it. And they're like excited and happy that I've come to that conclusion. So it's always, it's, I always enjoy it kind of, but you know, I got my sales teams and sales folks, they they don't enjoy it very much because they're like, what? but we get, you know, so I, I guess the lesson here is for everyone watching, it. it's very easy to get, you know, that that carrot dangling when you're trying to niche and then all of a sudden you get this like. Side opportunity and you just gotta say no and, and move past it.
1: Yeah. And then let's let's talk about the back end of this too, right? Because one of the things that like people come to me because they want to scale. Hey, Jordan, systems are like our sales are popping, we're growing, but we're our execution's faltering, like or we're firefighting all the time, or we don't know how to hire the right people. There's a million things that could happen <laughs> when it comes to the back end and fulfillment. And one of the things that solves a lot of this is niching down. And like we're killing this in, in 100 different ways. But I have <laughs> it's a one episode, <laughs> it's, a, it's the niching episode. But I have one prospect who does appointment setting for one specific, like they did it for 20 different niches and it was a nightmare. And they niched down in the last 30, 90 days. They only serve one client that's doing a certain revenue number with a certain amount of employees. Their scalability like an account manager but that only was able to work with two people now works with five. So their profitability's up. Their ability yeah. to deliver results has increased because they're pay per performance as well. They only get paid when they book calls. So there's another angle here too. And then also when it comes just to like specifics of what we're looking for, understanding the, the skills, the mindset, like all of these things get a lot more clear and your training gets just streamlined. Everything becomes easier in that angle. So the things yeah. that I'm passionate about. I like marketing and sales. I'm, I geek out over the back end. You give me a strategy plan, talk, show me an org chart, show me your capacity planning. Look, I'll, I'll tear it apart. I'll build it back up. It's just fun for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, just hundred percent on all that stuff. Everything becomes easier. Um, and you know, you should be you should like simple it should be simple and scalable and then then you can rinse and repeat it and go different niches oh, you know yeah. once you've really nailed it figured it out but the back end stuff man the operations the fires the issues it's you know it's a constant Battle and and as you grow, you're gonna you're gonna deal with those issues. But I think again with niching, it it relieves a lot of that. It it really does, and it's gonna take some time to get through it. We're we're experiencing it now, and that's and you know I got any clients listening right now. Uh, Some heard that we're working on niching in law, or we're focused on law, and and they go, hey, are are you still gonna help me? And absolutely, you know we just we can't market and sell to everybody, and so our message is kind of different. And uh, you know the concern is that our existing clients are are worried. And so, you know, some things that we're going to do to say, Hey, listen, you got, you know, clients, we're, we're here to help you too. So if you're going to make this transition, just be aware that, you know, how you handle it and, and how you get about it. Cause it, it could rub some others the wrong way.
1: Yeah. So. I'm a big believer in just transparency, right? Like, uh, like I have a quick example around that where I had a shift in my business and I had to call a client. I have a few consultants that are underneath me. Some are in training, some are live and like acting as account managers. And we call them business partners. We try not to brand as consultants because I we do so much more than just consult or dive in. But I had to have a conversation with one of my guys yesterday and it's just not a cultural fit. I'm like, hey, man, like I got a I had a conversation with in two weeks. And I'm like, hey, my gut is telling me this. this isn't a fit. I wanted to touch base with you. Were you guys like, no, I feel this. It's like I, I'm committed. I signed a contract. And that re- that was a red flag. I'm like, I signed a contract. That doesn't sound like you want to be here. So I called them yesterday after a session. I was just like, hey, man, I, I want to let you know where I'm at. I don't think this is working out. I think you're amazing. I think we should find other ways to to work with each other, but not for the system side of my business. And I had to call up his client today, right? Cause I'm like, Hey, like we had to let go of this guy, but I want to let you know. So next week when you don't see him, what's happening. And just, even though it's a different situation from what you're saying with you niching down to law, my, one of my big 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 ways to increase your lifetime value of your clients is just setting extremely clear expectations and being overly transparent because what happens yeah. in the psychology of our brain we're always setting expectations as a survival mechanism like the brain is always anticipating every single second because for hundreds of thousands of years that's what we need to do to survive so when you don't set a clear expectation as to what's going to happen your client will and that can be for everything so i guess the yeah. high level message here doesn't matter what the shift or changes if you are over communicating, you're in my opinion, you're winning, and you're giving yourself the best opportunity to win.
0: Yep, hundred percent. And uh, you know, we, <laughs> if you're, if you have an agency. Communication is major and, you know, something we constantly try to work on and we're always trying to get better. And we always need to get better. But biggest complaints I've ever seen or problems, communication somewhere in there, whether it was the wrong communication, not enough communication, bad communication, or not being transparent up front, even if there was a problem that the client didn't know about, you know, being able to say, I'm going to tell the client anyway, Users are not going to be mad if you do that. But um, people that's, like that. Yeah. that's hard to have a culture that's like, okay with doing that. <laughs> and, it's uh, tough. So, yeah.
1: It's tough because I think, I think we live in a, I think we're in a unique time in history where like every year that goes by, like we're moving away from like on the macro towards like this ship, like society of chivalry. It's a hard, it's a tongue twister for me, (laughs) um, and respect and transparency, right? I mean, for, for the businesses that do work through that, and you are one of them that does, they stand out amongst the crowd because it's just what people crave and yearn for. And that's why people love Gary Vee, right? So with Amazon, that's where my bread and bu- that's my bread and butter. That's where I got my education. They are beyond transparent. They're beyond customer obsessed. And just some of those things are talk about keeping your clients. If you keep your clients, you don't have to sell as much. You could have a lower closing rate if you keep your clients longer. Tell them well, what's yeah. going
0: on. Well, then you got the referrals and the testimonials and all the other things that you need. To, to grow your business. So you, yeah. you need those things. You need you need to show, oh, I got 10,000, you know, all these clients. You can call them all right now. They're going to say good things about us. Yes, so you sir. You need that to build your business. We got Rocco coming back in. I'm going to a lunch club meeting. Is that something you uh, you host? Bye, Rocco. <laughs> Is that a lunch club meeting? Is that something you uh, are involved in or, uh, Jordan?
1: Oh, me? No, yeah. I'm not. I thought you were asking Rocco.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if uh, that's something that you were affiliated with or not. But um, No,
1: I, I think he's just saying goodbye. And I'll see you, brother. Thanks for joining us, Aga.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> That's fun. I want to share with something that you uh, are associated with. So, um, also, everyone, listen, check it out. Uh, I'm gonna put this link in the comments too. But uh, as we're talking here, you know, check out the thefoundersfactory.com. Check Jordan out. I'll put this up in the comments so you can navigate to that as well. So, Jordan, if we got some agency owners tuning in right now, you know, what's one thing that you would uh, tell them that you feel would be a big help for them. I mean, it, literally something that should help all of us.
1: God, there's a million. <laughs> um, I'll say, I'll say one of the things that was actually, I pitched this in a call today. Um, I lead with value. So I actually take people through exercises before we even sign them to make sure they like us. One of the the most important things I find agencies struggle with, like if you're good on growth and funnel is your planning and capacity, right? Your capacity is your ability to fulfill. Maybe an account manager could fulfill five accounts. Maybe they could fulfill 20. One of the exercises I have every agency do that I work with is the capacity planning exercise where you create your current org chart and the amounts of clients you currently have. So let's say I I have an agency, I just looked at it today they had 15 clients at 50K monthly recurring revenue what I would consider, what I would really encourage every agency to do is build your next iterations of success. Like, so if you're at 50K per month, build 75K or 60K per month, and then figure out how many clients you're going to have and figure out what your org chart's going to ha- be. And then from there, you'll ha- you'll be able to see what your next hires are going to be, which roles you're going to need to expand and promote into. And then on top of that, the last component of that is build your PL, right? So you could have your capacity to understand which roles you're going to need to hire your org chart to see like how things are going to shift and your PL to see your profitability. So you, know what's coming and you're planning for and you're communicating about it most agencies don't do that so that'd be the one thing i'd say it's really valuable that's
0: that's huge i like that a lot i think we we need to do better at that but you know we have our org chart we know how many clients we got we know how much revenue we got but it's um it's yeah really what's that next the next step look like and if you can you know if you know okay we're gonna need to hire boom 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 these are probably the salaries boom 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 you know how how many more clients on average there's the extra revenue are we going to be able to do that or not? You know, is there something, is there a hole here? Do we got to fix something?
1: Yep, exactly. You know, but I Kevin, like thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate you. I mean.
0: Yeah, man. Well, everyone check out the um, thefoundersfattery.com. Check Jordan out. Jordan, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, anything thank you, you we to add are you good to go? No,
1: we're good to go. Build with systems. I'll right, right, see you brother. Right,
0: guys. Have a good afternoon. If you like this podcast and you know a lawyer who wants to grow their law firm practice, tell them to check out ArrayLaw.com. Array Digital exclusively serves managing partners who want to aggressively grow their law firm. ArrayLaw.com.